Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. I was at a restaurant this weekend, and it, it was called Frothy Monkey which is like a local coffee chain, excellent place. And I, it hit me that, it, it, well, it could have. I, several times I got water. The The waitress was excellent, but I got water and the hand just kind of came in from my right. Oh, you need more water? And I would look at look at the person I was with, Donna, and be like, <laughs> I had no, no idea that person. Because we kind of, I was facing the window and, and she was facing everything else. But um, it, it dawned on me two things. First of all, I've never asked a waitress, did you all make this water yourself? And secondly, <laughs> seriously, and secondly, I have not asked where they get their silverware from. Because, and the only reason I thought about that is because. You're strange. Well, no, you never ask where the food is from, right? It's like, oh, the sausage is excellent. Can I buy it at the store myself and make it myself or? That's How are you making these eggs? No, you don't ask that. You don't ask about the eggs, but you can ask about the sausage. I ask. I always ask about the eggs. I assume usually, usually that down here they come from iguanas, but occasionally we get a chicken. Do iguanas egg. make eggs? Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Is that how it happens? Oh, that yeah, makes sense. That, that, yeah, they're that, lizards, right? Yeah, they're lizards. They make eggs. Just like Godzilla. Oh yes. wait, Godzilla is a T-Rex. Just, just no, I'm, like, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. just like the terrible Godzilla one, um, <laughs> but not the moth egg because that's totally different. I would never eat moth eggs, even if they were like the size of a, a, a Buick factory, not a Buick. Have you ever seen the the remake of Rudolph for the Red Nosed Reindeer instead of the Abominable? It's the T Rex. I'm making that up, but somebody should do that. I'm so glad you're making that up because it sounds like something that they would do. It's like climbing the mountain is oh, it's breathing fire. It's like melting the the North Pole. Something Warner Discovery would would book and then complete like 98 percent of it. Uh, they and can't. Then they, they can't do it. You know why they can't do it is because somebody would be like suing them for a ripoff on House of the Dragon or whatever. That's exactly yeah, they, what it is. They would. That's exactly what they would do. Are we? We are we going to tell people what we're eventually going to talk about, or are we just going to like? Does anybody want to talk about that game yesterday? Being whatever day, I the day do. before you're listening to this. I do want to talk about that game yesterday. There were like ten minutes that was enjoyable. That's not a ten. You know, a come start. on, man. Come on. Well, okay, but sixteen percent of the game was fun. And like compared to some of the movies I've seen, you know, like that's a good investment. Oh, let's talk, let's talk about this. So before we get into Seahawks Buccaneers, you saw, and you may have you may have spoken about this on a different podcast. I did. Um, are you guys still doing that, Cinema Savants? <clears throat> no, hopefully we can start up again soon because he's been 
PB and Rob. Hi, Rob. We didn't talk about this in Prepo, but hi, Rob. Hopefully we can start up it again because he's actually talking about starting up the FWAT what? show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't done that in a long time, but it's like, depending on the midterms, I'll, happily, I don't think you'll have to do the FWAT show. Not that it's yeah, not which fun. is weird, right? I mean, was, the midterms are was, like. Yeah, he was threatening to come back with a FWAT show in case the midterms went south. But yeah, it's like there was this big buildup as far as, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, wait, hold on. Not only may we, yes, we're all Democrats here, gained yeah. a possible seat in the Senate. <clears throat> yes. But maybe it's not so bad in the House either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because polls mean crap. I'm, I'm sorry, they mean crap going back to Trump versus Biden and Hillary versus Trump. I mean, polls. Whoever does the polls nowadays, and by polls, I mean the Polish team for the World Cup. They've got Lewandowski, and that's it. Well, let's let's be realistic. Polls have been crap ever since Moses versus Ramses. So, um, which Dewey which country's going to invade you, Russia or Germany? <laughs> Dewey versus Truman. Uh, you know, I mean, polls really have been crap for a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is we see the news because we are Democrats and. And we are thoughtful, occasional people. But I mean, BBC, wasn't it, PBS. <clears throat> was this 1932, I believe, was the last time that, that the president's party retained the Senate and picked up seats in among the governors? It's like literally has been 90 years since this happened. It's like, oh, the red tsunami is like, mm-hmm. more like a and, more like a nosebleed. And you know. You know whose fault it doesn't even have, as you know this, and most people should know this. The issue with those people on the conservative side isn't the conservatives. It's not even the Republican Party. It's that guy with the orange hair is screwing yeah. the party. And I think they're finally like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do this guy. Yep. Well, they should. And by that, I mean Tom Brady, of course. They should do that guy. Yeah, I, I assume you That's saw what Giselle said before this. No, I'm, I don't know. That's low-hanging fruit. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it is very low-hanging fruit. Excuse, excuse me. I'm going to mute myself. I mean, because he's, he's 46 because, you know, at 46, 46, the fruit tends to hang a little bit lower, I guess, maybe. She's like, Harry Styles. It does. Um, ooh, wow. Uh, you saw, talking about the orange guy, the former guy, you see that Candace Owens has now spoke out, spoken out against him and said that... Uh, He's paranoid and he's, you know, he's ruining their chances for 2024. So the reason that she came to this realization that virtually, I don't know, 70 odd million people came to already is that he was rude to her. So typical current attitude of the Republican Party, not all Republicans, but the Trump version of the Republican Party, nothing means anything unless it happens to you. Once it happens to you, then it's personal. All of a sudden, you realize, oh, this this is a terrible person. I never knew he was terrible, despite 25 allegations of sexual assault, despite bankrupting six companies, despite being sued by the Department of Justice. Well, we're talking about Elon Musk or Donald Trump. I've lost the narrative. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's what, what is it with the worship of billionaires in this country? What the hell is it? I almost said something else, but this is not the Nikki X show. I, I just, it, it is currently before people are like, what's, Oh, this is a Seahawks show, right? Yeah, it is a Seahawks show, but it is, it's a bye week. 
bye week, so we're going to talk about well, as if that's different, as if that's any different. But yeah, seriously, this guy lays off half the staff of Twitter. This past weekend, he laid off, what, 4,400 to 5,400 con- contractors whose main job is content moderation. And that's the issue that they're having with Twitter. They literally sent out an email to their staff saying, it's like, well, you know, we're just going to try a lot of things. A lot of things won't work, but we'll just keep on working. It's like, really? Really? What are you like? Have, this is not a lemonade stand, idiot. You know, you're affecting thousands, literally thousands of people's lives with your absolute slipshod garbage mentality of, quote, management. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And it's the same thing with Trump. Trump is not the problem. Elon Musk is not the problem. The worship of these ass clowns is the problem. How anybody thinks how anybody thinks that they're even a competent human being is beyond me. Absolutely beyond. No, because you know it's all about whoever has the money must be the smartest person in the room, right? I mean, I mean, both of them. For God's sakes, they should be both coaching the Raiders, right? I mean, God, they're so awful. Well, I mean, Josh McDaniels does a fine job as a head coach in the NFL. What? How? I, I this is. I'm I'm glad you brought up Joshy Boy because <laughs> Joshy Boy. We, I was. We were at a restaurant last night. We Josh Josh McDaniels. He was like, I think I've got something to do tonight. Well, you're supposed to be coaching that team right now against the Colts. Oh, that's right. So anyway, we're at a at a restaurant, not Josh McDaniels, but we as in the global we are at a restaurant last night. And there's several games on. There's the Rams and Cardinals, which, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> it's like first, yeah. time, oh, both quarterbacks are out. Boom. Okay. Yeah. So, and then then we had the the Raiders and the Colts, and then we had some other game that I care about. I can't remember what else. But Stel- it was Stelton. Stellar, stellar games. Oh, yeah. And, right. Oh, the other one was the Packers and Cowboys, which yeah. sadly I watched the first part of. And there there are three things that I usually root against in the NFL. One is Josh yeah. McDaniels. Right. Because John Clayton disliked that man. If he John Clayton yeah. was full of class yes. and he would never say he would passively aggressively say he didn't like someone. He clearly didn't like him and he had good reason to because as we've talked about before, it's like, oh, I'll take a job. Okay, other people are on. Okay, I'm not going to take this job. Well, you've screwed all the other people. Right, exactly. That, so, okay, thank you for screwing other people's lives, and you don't give a crap. Um, and he just seems full of himself. He has no – he failed with the Broncos. He yep. was good with the Patriots because of his head coach. It wasn't him. Oh, and then, can, I, can I interrupt for a moment? He was absolutely. not – he was not good because of his head coach. He was good because of his quarterback. What has Belichick done without Tom Brady? Jacoby Brissett? No, um. <laughs> you know, it's like he's he's under 500 with the Patriots. We're not even including the, the trash fire that was point. the Browns. He is a sub 500 coach unless Tom Brady is his quarterback. Like, I am so tired of the narrative. Someone posted something on Facebook. We will talk about this. Here Alexander Hamilton. Someone talked about the the Belichick coaching tree and how bad they are and it's like where's the surprise none of them have Tom Brady as quarterback why would they be successful good point Belichick yeah. isn't successful without Tom Brady why the hell would they be I'm not saying he's a bad coach I mean he, had, he was good in the first half of 2000 <laughs> he's a good coach 
But to, yeah. to say he's the best coach of all time is so absolutely ludicrous. Who has he won with? One guy. That's it. Yeah. So, Mac Jones. you know, all, all this totally all this all this crap about the greatest coach of all time. And look at his coaching tree and what's going on. I was like, what do you think is going on? He didn't teach them anything because he doesn't have anything to teach other than cheat. Yeah, that that and the coaching tree it, just in general is extremely overrated because you're not the Absolutely. coach. Absolutely. <laughs> you are part of the coach's tree. That does yep. not mean you're Pete Carroll. It does not mean you're Bill Belichick. It does not mean anything. It doesn't mean you're Bill Walsh. You're yeah, part of exactly. the tree. You are not the coach himself. And that's always like I get it. OK, it's like, OK, you've come from a successful system. And then, therefore, you should be able to implement some of the things about that system into your new team. But you're still not the coach and you still don't have you're only the coach. You don't have the GM. You don't have the ownership group. You don't have the culture of the team. Right. Exactly. It's your job to instill the culture of the team, but no one person does that by themselves anyway. Speaking uh, of Daniel, speaking of Daniel Hackett, someone who is successful in one role and is like, mm, I don't think he's exactly a great head coach now, is he? Nathaniel Hackett is. I, I mean, he. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett going into that, you're paid to fail. Because you have a quarterback who's Russell Wilson, who's completely without question more believing in the ability he doesn't have than what he does have. Yeah. If he if he went into that thinking, this is how I'm going to make your team successful. I can throw the deep ball better than arguably anybody who's ever played this game. And I'll, I can also keep drives alive by using my legs. Instead, again, I want to be, as we've spoken about, as everyone's spoken about, I want to be Aaron Rodgers and be a prolific passer. But that's yeah. not me. Yeah, that's not his game. Did you see any of the – we will talk about the Seahawks. I, just, I didn't Did actually you see, see it. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I, saw, I saw a little bit of it. And, you know, partly it's not his fault. Um, he, as it's been pointed out by people who know more info than I do – the the scheme that they're running and the patterns they're running are high school patterns. It's not Russell Wilson. It's like, and part of it is because they have Russell Wilson. Oh, this is, we've got this quarterback. So basically we only need to do elemental things, not because we have Russell Wilson as a quarterback, but because he can create so much on his own. So we've got Jerry Judy and we've got Cortland Sutton and we think, oh, these guys are pretty good. And they're not probably not bad. Who knows? But it's like we only need them to run elemental patterns and therefore yeah. they'll get open because Russell. Will hit. But that's not how Russell has ever operated. No. I mean, there's and a it's... reason Gino looks a lot better than Russell does this year because he takes, as we've pointed out, he takes what's given to him instead of like, oh, I've got DK. I've got Tyler. They're going to get open on their own. They're not. No, no receiver does. I don't care if you're Devonte Adams or whoever you are, you're not going to get open on your own. If a NFL, not college football, if an NFL defensive coordinator says, I don't want this guy to catch the ball, you won't catch the ball. Unless you have a quarterback who has to throw you open. Unless you're Julio Jones, in which case he will be open. Um, yeah, what, uh, well, we'll get into that as far as like, hey, was anybody covering yeah. from 10 deep? to 30 yards deep that's just wide open yes let's let's talk about that because Ken I, Norton I, jr he was the substitute dc <laughs> fairly for that one play let's let's talk about that because i took over your one of your duties because you were off gallivanting around and having a good time this weekend with joshy boy 
with Joshy Boy. He's Alrighty. a nice guy. When he's not coaching his team and they're losing, <laughs> he's, a, he's nice a nice guy. I wrote the For Pete's Sake, which is a brilliant title. I love that title. But of, you know, the, the three players who did less than great. And I actually and I said it in the article. I had a hard time like cutting it down to three players because a lot of people had bad games. And I hung that that play on Kobe Bryant mainly because it looked like it was probably his assignment to pick up. The announcers said it's like, oh, it looks like he's playing man and everyone else is playing zone. But at the same time. But what was I'm sorry to interrupt you because yeah. the only reason I interrupt you is because I tweeted this out. And I know you're going to get into this, but Tariq Woolen had this. He's had two of the same exact patterns go for touchdowns. Yes. Future. No offense to Tariq Woolen. I think he is beast. He's yeah. he he could be the shutdown corner the Seahawks need for the next 10 years. I love his story. I love his athletic ability. Absolutely. He seems like a good guy. But we also can't go to the extreme of Russell Wilson is perfect. Richard Sherman is perfect. Right. Therefore, Tariq Woolen is perfect. Whatever they do, they don't do anything wrong. And I tweeted out, like, Woolen looked like he got picked by Bryant because he did. Or not by Bryant, but by uh, Mike Jackson, I think, because he did. And they were like, oh, you, I've watched the replay. He fell into coverage. Who's he yeah. covering? He right. falls straight back. There's nobody there. He's not going to just be like, hey, I'm just going to stand here because I got picked. There's nobody here either. At least he's going to drop into coverage because that's what they teach you. That's what your instincts teach you to do. He should have followed him. Somebody should have picked him up, Jones up, but nobody followed him. So therefore, Woolen was the one. Or Josh Jones, who is like, what, five yards deep in the end zone. Yeah, but Jones is... Jones, he's over there smoking the cigarettes, and then the play's going on. He's like, man, I got to be on the field. Hold on, hold my cigarette, Mr. Dixon. I don't know why Michael Dixon, who, who was a fucking beast in this oh, game. Okay. I did say the F word because he deserved it. That, but anyway. Those punts, man, those punts. But Josh Jones was five yards deep in the end zone. And Julio Jones caught the ball at what, the 31? No, he didn't catch the ball at 31. But – Caught the ball, what, maybe at the 25? And he was like at the four or the three, and Josh Jones was still in the end zone. That's completely coaching. Because Josh Jones sucks. And And so what the coaches tell him to do every time they put him in the game is pretend it's like the end of the half or the end of the game, and you're just playing deep. Because we don't want you doing anything else because you kind of suck. So he was doing exactly what was asked of him, I'm assuming. And what was Condre Diggs doing on that play, too? I mean, he, I'm not saying he should He's have picked him up. He's over there smoking cigarettes with Michael Dixon. But he needs to be directing the secondary. And and the one play where he just got – I mean, he backpedaled for, what, like 10 yards? Yeah, it was – but, you know, and that play was bad enough. But And then, and had, then, gets, and then gets stiff-armed. It's like, what are you doing? What's going on? That, I, the whole team, the whole they defense. Got, they got punched just, in the mouth that game, and they had no answer. They got punched in the mouth the entire game and had yeah, no yeah. answer. And that's the yeah. first time it's happened since week two. But, yeah, but sure. and you kind of you kind of hit on something. What what were these players doing? There were twice twice that I saw where they threw the deep middle pass, which yeah. was open all freaking day. Yeah. And Cody Barton, who ended up with a fantastic interception, by the way, but it's great. He and Brooks ran into each other. Why do you have two linebackers playing 10 yards deep who, when the pass gets thrown over their head 25 yards down the field, run into each other? 
Yeah. And what are they doing? One of them has blown an assignment. Yep. Or if that's just terrible coaching, like, okay, you stay here, you run into each other, you try to jump up for a pass, which you're not going to get. That's just, it was like Ken Norton Jr. all over again. Yeah, it was. And and, and, and I was going to say, it was a communication, it was an execution. It was, it, was a, it was both. I mean, clearly it was both. Because yeah. there's no way, there's no way the execution was that bad alone. And there's no way the communication was that bad. But it, absolutely, the defense, not the offense, but the defense looked exactly like that second game. Like at the first well, game. Well, the against. offense looked so the offense to me, terrible for 50 minutes. Yeah, absolutely they, because terrible. and you hit on it exactly. It was it's not just the execution on the field. It was they got punched in the mouth. Yeah. Tampa Bay came into the game thinking this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick to it. We're going to run the ball. We're going to make it third and short. We're going to pick it up, which they did, what, 9 of 13 times or something? 10 of 15. Yep, 10 of 15. They followed. They had the better game plan. They had the better execution. They had the better players when it came time. I mean, that last drive, it was it was bad that enough. That bias drive was absolutely sickening. Yeah, it was bad enough that they came back. Do you know, know they're going to run and you can't yeah. stop them. Exactly. Or they're going to throw it and, and you can't. <laughs> a short pass and you can't stop that was embarrassing that was and gino did fumble he made that bad fumble yes mistakes happen and that was it's it's not the fumble so much as like what led to the fumble it's because he looked like he didn't know what he was going to do on that play and that's i think i don't know if that's on him or the play i don't know if he knew exactly exactly what the play was i agree uh, but but typically this season, Gino has looked, I mean, like you said, it's like he's absolutely in command of that offense. He knows exactly what to do. He knows what to take from the defense. He sees what the defense is giving him, and he takes it. And on that play, he he didn't. It's like, I'm going to throw. No, I'm going to run. No, I'm going to throw. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. But but in his defense, just like he did, just like he did after he threw a pick six, a lot of quarterbacks, and I think Gino in the past, especially when he was with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 he would have folded. He was like, oh, my God, like I made this mistake. I'm screwed. And instead, what did he do against the Cardinals? Three, like you had said, three absolutely stone-cold drives. What did he do here? Two great drives. It was like if the defense had come up, the Hawks could have won this game. Yeah. Even, though, even though they weren't even in the game, for 50 minutes, yep. they were not in this game. Absolutely. But they were getting their asses kicked. And, and yeah, just like you said. Yeah, that last throw, Marquise Goodwin makes oh. a phenomenal catch. Uh-huh. But that throw is thrown uh-huh. where no one else can catch it. No. I mean, that was vintage. I mean, that's as good as anything Russ threw to Tyler Lockett in their heyday. I mean, actually might have been better just because that was an almost impossible catch. I mean, awesome job on the catch. But like you said, it's like that was the only place to put it. And Gino put it exactly at that spot. I mean, people are raving about Tua in Miami, rightly so. But you watch the games, the Dolphins games, which I watch a lot of Dolphins games because I'm in South Florida. Don't say anything about it. Hey, you're a Dolphins fan. It's okay to admit. But. You see a lot of passes, which those should have been touchdowns, and they're not because he throws a little behind the player. That see, happens see I got to interrupt you right there. I'm left-handed. I feel like you're being anti-left-handed right there. <laughs> Tua is perfect, like all left-handers. He was, he's perfect on all his throws. They either catch or they don't. That's, that's a lie. 
That's Tua, true. that that offense. I, I know we're jumping, we're jumping around because this is a yeah. podcast and we can do this. Yes, but man, that that when they got Hill, whatever you think about him off the field, he changed yeah. that that oh, offense. Yeah, and with Tua, they're fun to watch. Period. They're very that's fun. a fun team to watch. And this last game was just like they were lights out, man. That offense just shredded the Browns. Not that the yeah, Browns. Yeah, when they won six to three, that was no. <laughs> <laughs> but and not that the Browns are a great team, but it's like you, you can't. There's no telling what the heck is going to happen in the NFL. See, I cleaned it up. I didn't say hell because this is not the Nikki X happy hour. I said the F word earlier, so. Yeah, no. Well, you're you're kind of rude, so there you go. But <laughs> but. Wait, are you talking to me or my sidekick here, Joshy Boy McKinney? Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. How's it going, Josh? But Tua is. Where's my coach, Bill? I need Bill's help. Hello, Bill. And I'm going to say, if he was throwing the ball as well as Geno Smith, and yes, I said that, and yes, I mean that, if he was throwing the ball as well as Geno Smith, he would have 10 more touchdown passes than he already has. Absolutely. No doubt about it. He's thrown 18 pass, 18 already, but I guarantee you he would have almost 30 because there's so many times when Waddle or – and I love his little celebration in the end zone. Thank God they stopped penalizing that. But every time – Well, unless it, it's DK. Yeah, unless it's DK. Then, then, then if you look at somebody and, and you know just say, hey, it's like, you know, it would be really cool. Go out and have a beer after – and then you get penalized. I, I still don't get that. Well, he did but, say, I mean. Apparently, according to the broadcast team, he said the word you, which is the worst word you can say. When it was that was terrible, wasn't it? It's like what they really wanted to say was what he actually said, was, was yes. which was F you. But yes. it almost, the way they said it was like you, or they made it personal. It's like, I don't think he just said you. I don't think I'm, he did. But also, that shouldn't have drawn a flag. I'm I'm sorry no. if you're like, oh, I'm a referee. Oh, you say you suck, which is what he could have said. Or yeah. F you, which is, okay, sorry. Oh, my my feelings are hurt. Throwing a flag. Because he didn't touch him. It's like he didn't go up to the face of the defender. It's just no. like. I don't remember it, which game it was, but it was a game. It was one of the afternoon games. I think it was the Titans game. But there was a game where. A receiver got flagged for taunting, and literally all he did, he, he said a, something to, to the defender, but who cares what he says, right? And he's, he's probably about four or five feet away, and he points forward, not at the player. He points forward towards the end zone, like signaling first down. That's all he did, and he got called for taunting. Are you kidding me? It's so, it's so judgmental, which it shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. insane. I mean, Myers still – they wouldn't have picked up a first down. Myers still like, I guess I'll kick the 65-yarder <laughs> straight through the, the <laughs> Really? But it still made it a harder field goal. And if they had yeah. missed it, it would have been even worse. But I don't feel like what DK did was – DK yeah. does need uh, – throughout his career, he does need yeah. to control his temper. But in that yeah. case, he, he didn't go above no, and beyond, I think. So to me, taunting is like if you literally – like a defender is down, and you literally put your crotch on their helmet. That's taunting. Yeah. Other than that, like, well, because on, we're old, can you see? Can you see Dick Butkus complaining <laughs> about anything that's happening? <laughs> no, he would just get even on the next play, and yeah. he would take, he would take the 15 yard penalty for yeah. personal. 
or or if, or if DK had gotten up into the referee's face and been like blah blah blah, he didn't. We don't we don't have any clue as to what he said. Yeah, you touch he an just, official. That's oh yeah, fifteen yarders. Fact. I agree. But he didn't. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The the way that at least thank God you can celebrate in the end zone now because the Seahawks always make it special, and a lot of teams have, which is like it's supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be fun, but yeah, so the officiating is just so. I mean, I I hate the. The whole thing of woke and snowflake and blah blah blah. But if there's but if there's any reality to that whole concept, it's NFL officiating. Absolutely, I agree. And I you can't do yeah. Anything. We're not going to get off on the woke thing, but I, I think no. woke is like what? save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Book is an interesting term, right? It's okay yeah, it- to be woke. And but we've allowed people to. It's essential. It means you have empathy for other people. A hundred thousand percent. And we've allowed it to be turned around. Like, right. oh, you're woke. It's like, wait. And okay, like, I'm not right. woke. But wait a minute. <laughs> but what I'm saying is correct. Yeah, exactly. It's just like anyway. And yeah. DK, what DK said was probably correct. Screw you. That was um, a horrible whatever you didn't do. I'm sure it was. Yeah, it's it's silly. But anyway, back with the Seahawks. Um, oh, that's what we're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the thing that gives me hope for this game is the fact that they didn't fold like they did against the Niners. It was like that game was over uh, and it was Wait, done. Are, are you saying you're down 17 to 10 and you throw an interception at the end of the game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because that's what I I would throw, too, on the same play if I could. That interception to me meant higher pick yeah we're talking about that, russell wilson during that, that's, that sequence was amazing he had three chances because of penalties against the titans and that was the game where they, they had tried to keep it right they tried to oh we're trying to get Russell yeah. down yeah that the, the the i don't know what he was doing it's like he's playing duck hunt on the game before the pick it's like hey, he's being sacked and he throws the ball it's like how high did that ball go like 20 yards in the air and gently drifts down but it was called, and the guy didn't make the interception anyway. But if they were called for a penalty, the Titans were called for a penalty. And I, I, he has to get rid of the ball because it was fourth down. I get that. But it's like, yeah. that's the best he can do, Russ? What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then – He's like, where's DK? Seen, Wait, there's no DK? Yeah. As we have seen, as you've said uh, more than a few times, we've seen this since the second half of the 2020 season where – He's yeah. like, oh, look, I've got a receiver open. Let me see if I can throw the ball 15 yards past him. Yep. And that's which exactly is, what he did. Which is why I bring up Russ in this case, because you brought up Geno and them coming back. If that's yeah. Russ as a quarterback, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it's hard to believe because no one other than Geno and the Seahawks, no one saw this coming. But this guy is absolutely one of the best five quarterbacks in the league, hands He's down. He's the closer. He is a closer. He forgets. 
he forgets like the closers forget. Okay, you know what? I gave a, a home run and lost the game in the last drive. Exactly. Gino forgets what happens in the last drive. That happened in the last drive. We're moving on. He does. He does. That's a rare talent. That's a rare talent in any walk of life. Yeah. You dwell on mistakes. 100%. Sometimes you think about it like you might think about it for five years. It's like, oh my god, why did he do this? You let Gino, the mistake define you, and yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like, it's it's wiped out. It's like, but he learns from it. It's not like it's like yeah, just like Tariq Woolen. It's not like he's a toddler like Kyler Murray. Yes, I went there. But wait, Murray didn't play yesterday, and they they won. And they won. And they won. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Like, yeah, and I've seen two articles. I didn't read them, but I've seen two articles saying there's no quarterback controversy in Arizona. The quarterback is Colt McCoy. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, there's no quarterback controversy because there's a coaching controversy. Oh, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. For sure. And I, it's just, yeah, the Seahawks are six and four. And yes, seven and three would have been so much better. But I mean, virtually no publication said the Seahawks would be any better than seven wins. That's and they've, right. got the, they've got the Raiders coming up. They've got the Rams coming up. They've got the Panthers coming up. I was like, well, hold on to what you say about the Panthers at this point. Strangely <laughs> enough, yeah, it's like, oh, we just needed to get rid of those players who didn't really care about being a part of it. But yeah, I mean, they they should beat the Raiders again. Yeah. They should. One thing we've kind of hit on, but we haven't talked a whole lot about is week two. They looked atrocious. If you fell asleep after week two and then you were like, oh, I guess I'm going to wake up and see this game. You're thinking, oh, this team is like. Uh, maybe a two or three team win exactly but but you've missed all of it and and that's what was so shocking about yesterday being the day before you're ever listening to this podcast even if it's eight years down the road is the fact that they looked like in week two and haven't looked anything like they did in the previous four weeks when they won it looked like they honestly and i hate to say this was the case because i don't know and it shouldn't have been it honestly looked like that three-hour difference between Tampa and Seattle affected them in this game because they came out flat. Virtually they came out. Has said that virtually everybody has said they looked sleepy, they looked sluggish, and because they did. And, and they should, don't. They don't look that way for a Pete Carroll team. No, no. But the, that's absolutely. It, it took them literally almost the entire game to wake up, and they never did on defense, frankly. That's true. But, but. That's, but that's what makes me happy about this game because the fact that they did come back, they didn't just like fold their tents and it's like, oh well, it's another 27 to seven loss like the Niners game. I mean, they battled back and they put themselves even especially, especially after Geno Smith fumbled. Like you said, it's like, oh, well, here's my memory bank. I'm erasing that one. It's like that didn't happen. I'm just gonna turn around and do what I can do. And he did. He absolutely did. Uh, yeah, as you pointed out, they're, they've already exceeded expectations. The ESPN had them at 5.5 wins for this year. They're yeah. a half game over that already. Is this a Super Bowl team? No. And no. even if that four-game stretch, we shouldn't have thought, oh, you know what? They might win the Super Bowl. I kind of jokingly texted you saying the Dolphins yeah. and Seahawks yeah. might be the Super Bowl. Right. I don't think either team is going to win because the Bills are a juggernaut. Oh, wait, maybe they're not. And, yeah, and you uh-huh. know. Yeah, it's but I mean anything can happen this season. Absolutely. The Seahawks are probably not going to make the the Super Bowl. They're probably they still have a real chance of making the the playoffs just because the playoffs. whatever's happening with the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Rams and Cardinals is blah. 
They may right. finish second in the division to the 49ers, who are really better than they've their record. And and that's fine. If they win, if they win nine games this year, hell yeah. Cause they're still gonna have a higher pick with the Broncos, because no matter the Broncos have a solid defense. And they might get better as a season, but their last six games, they're gonna get eaten alive. Yeah. And I don't care who it is. The Cardinals are one of their teams, but the other ones are like the Cardinals are a decent team. I mean, might, anything, anything is possible. Team, they have McCoy. Anything is That's possible. True. We That's saw true. the Packers come back to life and beat the Cowboys, for gosh sakes. But oh, that, I'm sorry. That's what that's what I was gonna say. So Joshy Boy McDaniel's is Joshy one of the kids. Is, is one of the and the Cowboys and the Patriots. But I think of any and blame me for being 85 years old. I used to be team centric. And maybe NBA has changed me a little bit, being player-centric. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to ever win a game. So when he came back to beat the Cowboys, my life changed because I was thinking, damn it, the Cowboys lost. And I don't—I know I've never had that thought in my head, but I just don't <laughs> yeah. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to ever win. Right, exactly. You know, one of, one of the great things, and maybe it was Jake who wrote about it. Hi, Jake. Uh, that... <laughs> The Hawks it's Joshy Boy McDaniels, one of our new writers at 12 Men <laughs> Rising Pod. Well, he's going to be unemployed. He's going to be looking for something soon um, because God knows we pay so much. But <clears throat> depends oh. on if it's the offseason. Yeah, it depends on the offseason for sure. Uh, but Geno Smith will be back as the quarterback. They have to bring him back as the quarterback. Um, because it's like he's proven he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. Why would you not bring the guy back? And I, he, no, he should not give the Seahawks a hometown discount. He might, but he shouldn't have to because no one, no one in any other walk of life does that. It's like, oh, I really love working here. I'll take ten dollars less. And it's like, no, don't do that. David Byrne. <laughs> David Byrne. Um, <clears throat> but keeping Geno. That's a huge win for the Seahawks because they have two first-round picks and they don't have to spend one of those on a quarterback. That's a huge win for their future because first-round first quarterbacks usually don't pan out in that first season. Other positions, uh, as we've seen this season with the Seahawks, certainly can. I mean, they can build even more on. Now, should they take a quarterback like in the second round? Probably because there's a hell a lot of quarterbacks in this in this round in this uh, draft but the the fact that they have the luxury of not having to spend what might be the fifth pick in the draft because denver is awful uh on a quarterback is fantastic it's like they need a pass rusher i mean they got a they've got a cheno who other than yesterday has been like lights out but getting another one mm, so sweet I, you know they have so many positions that they could actually add to and not having to draft a quarterback is going to be a huge luxury for them. So, you know, it's it's such an amazing yeah, story for them. They're going to have to replace Drew Locke either way, right? They're, they're going to have to find a backup quarterback and keep yes. him, you know, for at least two more years, I think. Makes yeah. more sense. Even if My, they get Anthony, Anthony Richardson in the second round, which who knows what's going to happen, honestly, yeah. in the NFL draft. He could go fifth overall, or he could fall to the second round. Yeah. But if a player like that falls to the second round, we got to take him. Boom. Absolutely, absolutely have to take him because Gino's not a young player. He's not going to be there for 10 more years. And you want to get the guy who is going to be there for 10 not more like years. Not like Russ in Denver. 
Oh my God, I still think about that. The fact that they've they may have 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 as much as a quarter of a billion dollars invested in this guy. And again, we're not anti Russ, and it's not all his fault. Absolutely not. But it's it's just comical how badly managed the Broncos are. Absolutely yeah. comical. And for this year, thank you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Honestly, I don't next care year. what happens after this year. Yeah, exactly. Go 17-0 next year. It's like, who cares? But this year, I was like, yeah. As long as the Super Bowl win isn't against the Seahawks. Yeah, or in, unless they play the Seahawks and beat them. That's the only time I really care about what happens after this year. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be amazing. That would be incredible because I can see the Seahawks making the Super Bowl next year. I can't see Denver... I can't see them as a five hundred. Yeah, next. Yeah, it's like next year their cap hit is much worse than it is this year, because then Russ's contract really kicks in. It's like fun with that. Yeah, the defense. Their defense is very, very good, and they're going to start losing pieces off that. And they already have. They already shipped off Bradley Chubb. Yeah, and they (laughs) did the. They did the same. And I know we've. Lots of other sites have talked about this, but yeah. one of Russ's supposed complaints was, oh, they didn't improve the offensive line. There ain't no improving the offensive line for Denver. No. That's what they got, and it's going to get worse. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like Miami where you've got a phenomenal head coach, offensive head coach, and and that's not joking aside. I think he fits the yeah. personnel fantastically. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I, the reason I bring that up is Denver's kind of they're in that middle ground, right? They're not terrible. They're not the worst team in the NFL and never was Miami. They were like, yeah, they were never awful. They were just kind of mediocre, which is kind of harder to overcome mediocre than it is terrible. But the thing Miami's done is they've gotten some personnel. They've added smartly added to the personnel with Hill, for instance, this off season, And they've got a head coach in place who knows exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And Denver hasn't. And now they've got an aging quarterback versus Tua, who is, what, 26? He's like 16 years old. Yeah, Yeah, 16 years old. I hate how he got the job, but... Tua? Yeah, me too, man. It should have been Mac (laughs) Jones. Totally. Should have been Jalen Hurts. But I love how... I love the job that he's doing in Miami. It's like he's obviously a candidate for coach of the year with what he's doing down there man and that being said so is pete so many people Pete's wanted never to gonna win up. john schneider's never gonna win general no. manager of the year now listen i can see that pete won't win he should but i'm not saying he's like the, doing the best job but it's like he certainly is in it should be in the conversation but how anybody could say schneider is not the executive of the year after this draft and picking up pieces like shelby harris Sending off someone who is unhappy and getting all those draft, all that draft capital back. Uh, come on, man. Picking well, up Nomosu, who's now already set a career high in sacks with almost half the season to go. It's like, how, how is this guy not the executive of the year? Yeah, I only got one quarterback hit, yeah, which is a complaint. One quarterback hit yesterday. You know yeah, this is the world we've become, though, over the last, I don't know, Reagan since Reagan years is that and no offense to Reagan. He was he was what he was. I didn't like his politics, but he was not certainly the complainer. It was no. more like, hey, here's our positive. I'm just going to focus on my guys. And yeah, it's not best for the rest of the world. But the thing that gets you 
because of the culture we've become. Yeah. Pete is like, hey, you know what? You're not going to vote for me because I'm very positive, and this is why I think our team. Oh, I'm going to buy into it because that's you know whatever. Well, it's Pete talk. It's not Pete talk. It actually works, especially yeah. with the younger players. It works. But you've got other Bill Belichick who has the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Arguably. If Joe Montana is the quarterback again of those Patriots teams, they probably won more Super Bowls. Just saying. Probably. probably. But anyway, but Bill is like, I'm not here. That's Bill Belichick, right? And Pete's like, oh, I'm positive. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to vote for this guy who's, because of the culture we belong in, I'm going to vote for the guy who's grumbling all the time. He's the greatest coach ever. Blah, 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 blah. If, 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 yes, I want, I, want another, I want another rendition of a Belichick press conference, please. <laughs> Well, I, I that was just uh, I was I was freebasing broccoli, kind of like my <laughs> my friend in high school, Slim Jim and the Beef Sticks, who actually lives in Tacoma. But anyway, no, it's a uh, uh, yeah. I mean, but that's that's what we we want people to grumble, right? Yeah. It's like we don't want this positive crap. Can what? That's fake. The grumbling is real. Can you can you freebase broccoli? Really? That's pretty interesting. No, you can't. That was their joke. But no, yeah, I was like that's a too but, bad. yeah. I mean, that's what I, it is, right? It's I was like, oh, we need the drama. Why yeah. are there more dramas on TV than comedy? We need the drama in our lives, and that's what yeah. it is. We don't want Pete Carroll being happy all the time, being positive all the time, yet having a bunch of winning teams, even when we don't expect them to. We need, I mean, maybe McDaniels actually wins the coach of the year, and he's he's clearly not a Belichick type. And that would, that would be awesome. But, I mean, that's usually what we end up with, right? Yeah, sadly. But yeah, no one can dispute that Pete's done an amazing job yesterday. Aside, I was like, again, it's like he kept the team. He kept their – and that's his job to keep his team, keep their head in the game, and they did. Yeah. And it's exactly it, like the Miami coach. Sorry to interrupt you and just jump on what yeah. I was saying, but – the Miami coach had n- he never n- knew anything about football until this year, right? He was a science teacher in high school. Yeah, that's correct. That's that's what's up. <laughs> he certainly looks the role. He does. Like the, the the game against Buffalo against the not the Buffalo against the Ravens against Baltimore when they're down like eighteen thousand points with three minutes to go and they come back and win. Like who does that? Because they put Bo Jackson in. Well, that's yeah. Typical, so. That's pretty much what would happen with Bo Jackson. It's like, what would Bo Jackson do in, well, what would Bo Jackson do in any era of the NFL? He would destroy it like he like he did in reality. Sorry. Unbelievable. I got YA as my quarterback or ready to go. <laughs> YA. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. YA Yankovic. Um, oh, did you? But, uh, so we'll end the show with this. Have you seen, have you seen the Yankovic? Okay. I have not. Have you? I I have not, but I think it's coming on. I haven't seen. I'm also going to next. What's that? It's on the Roku channel. If you have the Roku channel. Roku. Which have, because you don't even need a Roku to have the Roku channel. Just go to Roku.com and you can pull up their Roku channel. And it's on the Roku channel. Roku. So, is that some kind of. What yes, is that? it is. It is. It's a Polynesian drink. Roku. Oh. Going back to Tua. So, um, but the, what was I going to say? Oh, you've seen Wakanda forever. Yes, I have seen Wakanda forever. And what was the other thing I was going to say? You were going to say, oh my God, it was an amazing movie. It's, oh, it is. I haven't it's, seen it yet. It's, it's, oh, I was, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, it was the Ryan Reynolds 
Will Ferrell Christmas movie, which comes out next week, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen the reviews for it yet either. It looks like it'll be entertaining, but anyway, Wakanda Forever. It should definitely be entertaining. Wakanda Forever is is, it's as good a film as they could make, considering the absence of a particular person. Um, And I didn't even realize that. Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Until I'm watching the movie. And obviously, Chadwick Boseman's had an amazing presence, right? Amazing screen presence. But I didn't realize just how impactful he is in the first movie. And yes, it's called The Black Panther, so it's about his character. But it's so different with him, without him there. Now, in some ways, Ryan Coogler is a freaking genius, not just for this movie, obviously, but the f- it, it works out well in several ways because all of these background characters now come to the foreground. So characters that were just kind of sketches. Like little Geno Smiths. Like little Geno Smith. Uh, like Angela Bassett is like, Angela Bassett needs to be the president of the UN or, I don't know, the emperor of the earth or something because you talk about a forceful character and she – she embodies those roles all the time, right? And she did in the Black Panther to some extent. But yeah, new a, new actress, a lot of people haven't heard of. <laughs> oh my God, she is incredible, and everyone is great in this movie. Everyone is, is she great. in the 2016 Ghostbusters? Because that's a phenomenal. Film. You know what? That movie would have been watchable if she'd been in that. In that. <laughs> like, and it has nothing to do with it's a female-led film. It's just the script is terrible. But, <clears throat> yeah, she's terrific. And the movie is really good, but there are so many scenes that are difficult to watch. And this is hardly a spoiler because they address the death of T'Challa because, after all, they didn't recast him smartly. And you yeah. know for a fact when these actors are mourning the loss of T'Challa, they're really mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman. And it is hard to watch. It is really hard to watch. But – Overall, the movie is just is really, really good. Very smartly done. Interesting twists. Uh, spoiler alert, they don't kill off the villain like Marvel does so often in their movies because it's like you can't kill off the Submariner because dude's like only the second character in Marvel <laughs> history. So he's kind of important. The twist uh, comes when he says, uh, please, sir, can I have some? Oh, no, that's Nickelby. <laughs> twist comes when, the twist comes when twist. he's actually Jason Momoa, which is really weird. <laughs> but they do a really good job of separating him from the Aquaman character because because he's nothing. Despite the fact that he lives in the ocean, he really is nothing like the Aquaman character in the book comics or in this movie. I thought you were joking. I'm so I haven't I didn't even know Aquaman was in this. I was going to make an Amber Heard <laughs> joke. But. <laughs> oh my god, well, that'd be hideous. But it's it's very smartly done that they the fact that they transferred the character to a Mesoamerica culture rather than Atlantis is very, very smart because, again, it's about inclusion. And you read interviews with the actors, and it's like the actress who plays – who play, I almost said Mira, Jesus. The actor who plays Namora, who is the consort of Namor, um, you know, she even said it's like when she's brought up, she's basically flat out told it's like, oh, you're brown. You can't be a superhero. And now, <laughs> look, look, you can uh, you know, it's just so and, – and yes, there are people who are going to whine because it's woke, but uh, you know, you're not, not going to find a 5,000-year-old Greek entity to play Namor, so who cares if you change the culture over? I mean it's, it's much better for that, and again, they have a villain who is not 
rubbing his hands gleefully because all he wants to do is destroy the world. He's defending his viewpoint just like they did in Black Panther with Killmonger. It's a, so it's, so it's, it's the Mesoamerica is it's so Mario Soto? No, that's her right. So Mario, uh, Mario Soto. Juan Soto. <laughs> <laughs> They're all bringing the heat. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, really, really good film. I really like what they did with it. Um, I, I mean, it's just it's very well done with all of the characterizations. Really, really good movie. Uh, and several other people I know. Actually, no, like five people. And they've all said the ones who've seen it said it's like, wow, this is the best film of this phase. Of, of oh, that's four. cool. And it and it is by far, by far. And this is again, this is the kind of movie, and I and I still am pissed off at Marty. Scorsese for saying is like oh these comic these comic book movies you know they're like roller coaster rides or amusement it's like dude you clearly have not seen some of these films if you think there are no characterizations in these films like I'll tell you what half of these films are damn sight better isn't the Departed a, a superhero film yeah totally should be you know it's like <clears throat> what is the travesty that he put on Netflix that that abomination of a movie that is supposed to be good is like you know it's what okay is, what is that film. Okay. I don't even remember the name of it, but you know the one where they de-aged, you know the the narrow, and it's like, oh come on, man, it's like that was Godfather Two. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. It was Godfather Two, but the movie's just not that good. Wait, now it's, I'm thinking about what what is that? It's not over really... long. And, and the, the, the Departed. <laughs> I'm just joking. It should be The Departed. Now The Departed is an awesome movie. Most <laughs> was, of his movies good. are great, but this movie was not very good. And, but I mean, it just still pisses me off as like when someone makes a pronouncement of something about they clearly don't know a freaking thing about it because clearly yeah, yeah. you have not seen some of these films. There's no way in hell anybody can watch Black Panther. Kind of like uh, Josh McDaniels watching a football game. Very much so because he clearly doesn't know. Isn't that bizarre? I mean, I love the fact that Jeff Saturday You're saying Josh McDaniels is the is the uh, Martin Scorsese of NFL coaches. Yes, uh, I love the fact that Jeff Saturday gets the job as a head coach. Not and that. wins and wins and wins and and both Rex Ryan and Bill Cowher are like, oh, they're groaning, and they're crying. And it's like, oh, this is an insult to the coaching profession. This is terrible. Kind of is, kind of was. And he, and he wins. He like, wins. That's the insult. That's the insult, buddy. Is that you have coaches who've gone through the system are completely inept and they can't be be the guy who is like literally just yep. talking about football a week ago yep. which is hilarious because he actually tweeted two weeks ago that the raiders are a terrible team and he goes out and beats them as the head coach how beautiful yeah. is that because how you beautiful. two things you have one coach who is just a coach who thinks he's better than anything else and you have a coach who's never coached before and probably doesn't have any right to be the head coach in the nfl because of his history, not as a player, but since becoming a player. And you yeah. still have team players on his current team, the Colts, who want to win more than the Raiders players want to win for exactly. the team they currently play. Exactly. You know, he made two smart choices. He put Matty Ice back in. Not that Matty, not, not that he's a really great player anymore, but he's better than the alternative, who was 0-2. <clears throat> and they said, oh, we've got this guy, Jonathan Taylor, who is like – perhaps the best running back in the league. Maybe we're going to feature him on the offense. Gee, what would happen? Oh, we might win. And like you said, yeah, the players the players, the players, players want to play for this guy. They buy into him. And yeah, when you've got a Matt Ryan who's like, 
wait, why am I the backup suddenly? Yeah. Like, yeah. wait, why are they throwing Tom Brady as a wide receiver when Tariq Woolen's covering? <laughs> that's that's the crazy thing about that. The, the, when they first set, ran that play, Tariq Woolen looks over and he's like, what, 10, 15 yards away? And he completely just ignores him because he knows that ain't going to happen. Yeah, Plus, that's he, never going to happen. Plus, he knows he's fast enough to get over there if something does happen. And then they try it again. It's like, why would what? you run against Tariq Woolen? Why would yes. you run it to begin with? But why you do, Why would you do that against Tariq Woolen? Are you kidding me? The guy who has better closing speed than any corner in the league easily. I'm not saying he's the best corner in the league. He's going to be. But there's no one who closes ground like this guy. Nobody. Hmm. If, if little Tommy hadn't slipped, that would have been an easy pick anyway. And then it would have been a pick six because oh, he it would have been an interception either way. But people standing yeah. up for the fact that, oh, he slipped and they accidentally tripped him. He didn't accidentally tripped him. It was he yeah, was a he, clear trip and it he, was a smart move. He kicked. He, yeah, it was a smart move. He kicked his leg up. Yeah, it's much better to get penalized 15 yards than to give up the six points because that was six points. It's a yeah, smart play. Points. Yeah. You know, oh. Honestly. oh, well, anyway. well, we we have a. <laughs> A week, we don't have a week off. We'll be back to talk more movies and music because, uh, I don't know. And Thanksgiving. And we're woke. Is that what you said? Woke. Woke. Um, Woo. Woo. Georgia, seriously. Herschel, come on. No. Anyway, that's our show. uh, Seriously, if you vote for Herschel Walker, you shouldn't even be a state. You should be like Finland. You should be removed. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.